Hey everybody, welcome to episode 59, I think, of Tactical Crouch, we're competitive Overwatch podcast. Big week in Overwatch this week. Overwatch 2 announced, Overwatch World Cup in the books. Only like 30 to 35 signings in the last week, so I think we'll be good on that front. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting a little hard to keep up with is something that I have True. found. Um, but welcome to the show anyway. With me, of course, I'm Kick Tripod, Tactical, uh, tactical Crouch, geez, uh, Yiska, and Volanel. Joe, you're looking good, man. No con play Thank for you. you. Thank you. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, let's not, let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Um, definitely run down. Uh, I had to wake up. I think I went to bed at 2 a.m. on Saturday night. So like Sunday morning, technically, and then had to get up 4 a.m. for my flight or the travel to get to my flight at LAX because I didn't want to get stuck in any kind of like early morning traffic. Um, so yeah. Not uh, not doing so hot on the sleep, but for the last like two days, I've been basically sleeping all day. So we're we're fighting whatever may uh, we're, we're we're setting up the barricades. We're we're were there really no trying flights from there. John Wayne. I don't fly often, so I was just like LAX. It is Boom, John Wayne. Done. Everybody's like, I'm gonna say yeah, next year, John next Wayne. Year? Yeah, okay, Orange we'll County, do. John we'll Wayne. Do. Trust me. It's, there's one <laughs> scary part. I don't. I hate flying. And there's one part right. about flying into John Wayne is there's a noise or ordinance that's like super, uh, super restrictive. So basically, as you're kind of flying in, they basically just cut the engines and you just start oh. dropping. It's like a roller coaster ride. Oh, very fun. Yeah, let's just cut sucks. the engines. Yeah, it's just like bang. That sounds terrifying, actually. And uh, the, it's so it's it's not so bad going in. But going out, it's the same thing. So you're going up at like whatever this 45 degree angle. Sure. And all of a sudden, you're just like, mm. yeah, that's very <laughs> weird. Coasting I don't know. in. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but it'll save you about 25 minutes on your drive. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see. Yiska, we had to uh, keep everything under control online. Stay Hold it down. A couple of stay at home yeah. dads. Yep. Keeping everything going. Taking care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> like we do so well. Did you have uh, the virtual ticket this year, Yiska? Hell no. Hell it's no, scam. he said. Hell no. <laughs> Actual scam. I feel, um, I feel trying to get in that Warcraft 3 beta? No. You guys aren't in it? No. No. Not yet. Oh. I mean, I'm supposed to be we'll talk, because we'll, I was there. We'll so. talk after the show. Yeah, I got Very it. Very nice. Yeah. 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 You guys are big time Blizzard show podcasters now. Big time. Damn. Big time. So I won't. As long as we keep uh, I'm just kidding. Me. <laughs> as long as we oh, keep man. shilling for Blizzard as we always do. We're always so yeah. easy on them on this show. Oh yeah. Overwatch World Cup, by the way, just keeps getting better and better. And more and more relevant. <laughs> Chalk on it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so not really, but yeah, no. tons, tons to talk about. We're gonna jump right in. Before we do, uh, thank you so much to our patrons, our Patreon producers. I haven't updated this this week, so Battle Crab Maiden, Peter Y. Whether you are producers or not, we're thanking you again this week. Thanks for being producers at some point. Uh, if you like the show, go to patreoncom crouch or sub 
on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Those are the two best ways to support the show. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. Uh, let's get into what's been going on. Overwatch 2 announced. Nobody saw it coming. Here's the highlights. Never. Uh, brand new in-game graphics engine. New hero mm -hmm. announced, Sojourn. Uh, as, along with Echo, actually. So, I, And we'll talk about some of the nuances there. Mm -hmm. uh, PvE as uh has been famously leaked uh new pvp mode called push uh current overwatch players will keep their skins player icons sprays and emotes current overwatch players will play against overwatch 2 players in pvp in short overwatch 1 players simply don't get the pve content that's what you lose no pricing no release date as far as i as as far as i could see uh, of course, our chat, who has the biggest brains in the world, will tell us what we missed. So <laughs> we expect to come that uh, for that to to kind of go. But um, we 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 talked a little bit about what we expect Overwatch Two to be last week, and mm. ultimately, it's it, I feel like it's pretty on par with what we expected, and kind yeah. of on par with uh, what we felt like they needed to be in order to like justify it, right? Mm -hmm. We had we had a long conversation in Discord and stuff about justifying the two moniker, and I think overall people just kind of agree that um, it kind of just feels like a a really big patch. Yeah, it's like, the fact that it's like backwards compatible in terms of like competitive like PvP modes is a little weird the fact that we don't really have like a release date or a price point or any other like weird ch like changes like i think we've gotten the meat and potatoes of it but i think it really is going to come down to the details and and what these heroes are going to be like and when they're going to be released so it's it's fine um i don't know it's it's still a little weird kind of on, on the on its face mm -hmm. yeah I would say, like, I think, okay, this is where I start to give my five caveats <laughs> before, I, before I tell you what I actually think, but sure. um, I think it's very admirable. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Go ahead. We're ready. <laughs> um, I caveats. think it's admirable that they won't have us pay for basically Overwatch 1 content again. I mm -hmm. think, like, when when looked at with some distance, it is actually, like, I, I think it was a Kotaku piece where they talked about um, that process of pitching that to, um, you know, higher-ups. Like, executives and whatnot. The, yeah, like, just like, okay, so uh, we actually don't want money from that player base there. Like, mm. okay. <laughs> like, um, that's certainly an admirable feature. Sure. I also think um, that we still like the problem. Really, is probably that they the messaging suffered a lot from a the leaks, then the disgruntlement with the leaks. I think they could have done a way better job in managing our expectations because, like, when I look at what I saw at BlizzCon, mm -hmm. I'm utterly disappointed at what I was able to see. Like. None of that was engaging, like the PvE. There are probably a handful of games that do it better than Overwatch uh, in that PvE mode did. Mm -hmm. That exact content. Um, I feel like it was I very say, early. 
Like even yeah. I, so even exactly. I felt like it, it felt because you basically go from like this really cool. So have you guys ever played Halo, like the original Halo yeah. One, and it, 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 honestly even Halo Two to an extent? Yiska, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, no. a lot of the a lot of the PVE stuff is like going from corridor to corridor of like slightly different rooms, and then just defeating waves of enemies, and then going to the next one. Sure. It felt very, and, and there's yeah. there's an aspect of that that is like true of all PVE games, but they just hide it better. And like you start out in the PVE campaign thing, like really cool. You're on the streets of Paris and kind of going through and like the the uh, the voice lines and stuff feel really great and fluid. There's a story going, and then all of a sudden you jump up into an Omnic ship or whatever. And then you're just you're just hopping from room to room and mm-hmm. doing like the same old. I mean, you've all played Destiny, too. It's like, I'm a computer. I need mm. 35 seconds or three waves of enemies to decode this. Mm. And mm. it felt very that for me. I, mm. I have faith that this is like really early PVE yes. stuff. And so we kind of just got like skinned rooms with waves yeah. of enemies. So you can more see the gameplay part, which seems to be largely finished. And I'm, I'm holding out hope for a better, like, more more engrossing dialogue, telling a, a more important story rather than this is just a big ship and big ships are really dangerous to human cities. You know, yeah. guys? Yeah. And yeah. so I have faith that, that, that we just saw some really, like, early alpha kind of stuff. We're like, do you guys yes. remember the Overwatch 1 gameplay trailer? Like, didn't Reaper have, like, like they weren't actually big shotguns in the actual initial yeah, yeah. gameplay thing. They were like almost like tracer yeah, guns and something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was just very much like this is very conceptual of what you can experience, but it's yeah. we're we're not showing everything here. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I get, I Maybe. had that level of disappointed too, disappointment too. But we yeah. didn't even get a release date, right? <clears throat> No, no release That's, date, no price point, nothing. Just like, hey guys, we're gonna do some story mode, and there's this weird new PvP thing. Yeah, two years maybe. And that's that's also the thing. Like, <laughs> I think they should have much more clearly said. And to me, the biggest issue was actually the gameplay. Like, you get Overwatch gameplay, okay, against PVE mobs, okay. And then you have like two customization options. You can choose like what kind of an item you pick up, and those have like qualities. Yeah, eh, that's like a side point in other games in terms of uh, mm. character customization. And then you have the the skill uh, selections, and there's only like very little there's, limited. There's amount three of tiers of two in each tier, and yeah. Heroes I, of the Storm cool. style. I like it. Very that much that so. game Very was much a, so. a big hit, if I remember, for Blizzard. And definitely not bundled <laughs> with the arcade for Warcraft 3 Remastered. Yeah, and that's that's like two systems that should ideally be like 20. 20 different ways to yeah. uh, customize like your character like in Diablo some sense. type thing? Mm-hmm. For instance, like, you know, in Diablo you have, like, the stats, and then you have the skills, and then you have the sets, and then you have the ancients, and then you have, like, the different characters, and 
by the way, like they didn't, it look, didn't look like you could choose outside those four either. So you didn't have any strategical, um, I mean, makes sense from a, from a storytelling perspective. Right. Like you want these four characters to be there, but still like it felt all, all of it felt very limited and really not that engaging from also watching the streams. Mm -hmm. Um, it also came off in the energy of the streamers, I have to say, at least the ones I was watching. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but they were sort of like, "Wait, we gotta play this again? We gotta can we, can we go play? Again? Can we go play multiplayer? Can we go play? Yeah, some we want to play that PvP thing. Yeah, because like uh, they played the same mission on like four different difficulties, and they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. we're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And from then, my understanding, it was like very short. And it was just yeah. like, oh, okay, that's it. I mean, it took like, All I would right, say it cool. took him like 30 minutes to go through. Like, it wasn't like. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 in like games, that's probably about as far as you can go from like major checkpoints, right? Mm -hmm. Go much longer and you just like, you lose. Yeah, a of total course. You, casual... you, you lose it. Yeah. Um, but I totally I... agree. I totally saw the <laughs> streamers are just. It wasn't so much that they were like disappointed, like disappointed, like oh, this isn't good content or whatever. It's just like it was very limited in in, in mm -hmm. the scope that it actually was. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw the clip that uh, was circulating of um, XCC watching like a, an edited trailer, and then like Tracer saying, "Does that mean Overwatch is back?" And XQC just going, "No." <laughs> <laughs> then, then also Winston going no, <laughs> so it's it's like also the PvP changes. Let's be honest. Like I was hoping for major for announcement at least of that they are considering tinkering around with the formula because mm -hmm. I'm personally still convinced we haven't found the formula that makes Overwatch oh. super fun and engaging and a game that could be played in 20 years, much yep. like CS or the MOBA. Um, market right mm -hmm. even the brs they can't majorly tinker with the formula they yeah, have, a, they have a 500 million dollar league yeah you do that the after formula. the season yeah at postseason you just release your brand new game and you just move to that i mean of course it would not gonna entirely change four, four or five months are you kidding me <sighs> i mean that's the re i thought they maybe cut the season short for that reason this next year sure. i and i like i agree with you i i don't think that we have the best purest iteration of overwatch mm. but i think that we're beyond the point of making real big fundamental <laughs> gameplay changes outside no. of adding like i could totally see we talked <sighs> about this before the show what does it look like to kill a character off what does it look like to um you, you know obviously add new game modes mm -hmm. but there's it's <sighs> I don't... But that's the difference, right, between a DLC and Overwatch 2. Yeah, I think that name implies that we're changing things up, and there yeah. seems to be it should be a major opportunity. Like if not now, then we're not doing it again for another five years. For right? me, the name implies, hey guys, I know you guys got kind of sick of Overwatch One, but you kind of liked it, but you got kind of sick of it overall. Overwatch Two. It's the best of what you yeah. liked, and uh, no more of the stuff you hated. Come on by, and hey, you get it for free. I, I will tell you, if I put on the sexiest clothing in the world, you still wouldn't find me attractive when I'm half naked, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> like, just, just not how it works. You can't you know? dress up fat German yeah. so round I, cubes. It, 
I don't know. I, I think that we could probably do a whole show just on Overwatch 2, and I think that we probably oh, yeah. will. Uh, these are definitely still initial reactions. We definitely don't have. We don't know if they are making some larger changes to PvP that they For just sure. haven't announced yeah. yet. 100%. I would bet 95% no. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Probably I, not. I would, I would bet a Fusion versus uh, LA Valiant no. <laughs> About 95.5. But um, besides that, like, I don't know. It's better than nothing, right? Like, while yeah. this isn't the step that we want necessarily that we feel like is going to, like, save Overwatch or make it the new battle royale genre or whatever you want to sure. say like at the most we get some cool graphical updates and some ui updates that i would say overall people seemed pretty high on yeah it's fine Looks and nice. uh different you know and at the worst you have a new pve mode that brings players back and hopefully some of them yeah. latch on to Oh, competitive mode is fun. I like this team from Los Angeles yeah. or Philadelphia or whatever. And I'm going to start watching uh, esports and I'm going to start listening to Tactical Crouch. Jesus. Yes. At all. My God. At all. I, I lost one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, any more thoughts on on overwatch 2 i don't want to spend too much time on it we've already we're already so late today yeah um i think in general it's it's like a mild kind of a disappointment um hopefully this is just early kind of alpha footage like you said i'm still not uh not sold on that but uh we'll we'll have to see um i i i've always been a big proponent of the pve kind of story element kind of building yeah. out the base of the game and and trying to filter people up um, but it's that execution that we need to kind of iron out and work on. But yep. uh, all in all, like a four out of 10 kind of announcement, the cinematic was cool. The, you know, the PVE stuff's interesting to a certain degree. New heroes on the horizon, which is always exciting. Pushes weird, but uh, yeah, all in all. Kind I, like, of, uh, I love the concept yeah. of it. I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. It. I think it makes uh, some of like, I feel like it makes... With a couple changes, I could like it. Right now, I don't like yeah. it. It's, I, I think... I personally the, the think most, that, like... So, do you guys think that Payload and Overtime is exciting or bad? Payload I'm and Overtime. Exciting? Yeah, It can exciting. be exciting. Mm -hmm. Now you always have Payload and Overtime. Why? <laughs> okay, so let's... Yeah, let's let's talk about Push. Let's let's pivot to Push. Oh, let's talk about that, Push. But, yeah. By the way, real quick to... to yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just stopping on a high load. I think the the con like the reason why I'm not super doom and gloom on this is because Blizzard notoriously nails PvE in their games. If we're being honest, like it's true in in World of Warcraft, they have some of the best PvE and have had historically okay. yeah. and have been delivered at least a solid and fun experience. Sure. The same is true, honestly, for me also in the Diablo series and um, the. I mean the single player even I would even say the commander mode in Starcraft is also entertaining. Like yeah. I cannot see it remaining a four out of ten. It will at the very least become a six or seven out yeah, of 10, exactly. and then we will see. Hopefully, hopefully. That's like the, the yeah. highest I see it going. If it supersedes expectations, then that's again like super awesome. I don't see it happening, but yeah, I, I think once we get more information, once we see more characters, you know. 
more modes more difficulties maybe you know i i'm still kind of like holding out for like some sort of raid content where like 10 of your friends go up against this weird boss and you get to choose your composition and like, that would be super cool i'd be cool titan. very much so like titan yeah i honestly titan feel like kind of there's a there's a there's a shot of the in the game where they're all standing around a map yeah in like it like, looks, like, it looks what, like watch point Gibraltar, like the the map yeah. room there i'm like mm-hmm. that that, is, that might just be straight out of titan yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, yeah, it might be. <laughs> I like I, that, I that feel whole like technology just ripped. So yeah, we're not we're not selling the farm yet. We're also not going and playing paladins anytime soon. No, or no. talk making a paladins podcast. So don't worry. God, no. Overwatch is not gone yet, but this is this is not like a this is not enough for like the full rebounding moment of like yes, no, they no, get no, no, they no, understand no. blah blah blah. Project A, you know, can go get f- the you know there's <laughs> you know none of that. So. But again, yeah. like overall positive, they didn't do anything. I feel like wrong with the game. Nothing in the in the wrong direction. I don't think I anything say, yeah. went. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anything went in the wrong direction. We just still have opinions about ways they could have gone more in the right yes. direction. Yes. Also, what we also learned is just like sure, right? Yeah, Did I do that right? De- definitely like, slasher. Of course, like you can't, you can't not slasher. Like he actually, I think legitimately I, I it, that destroyed a lot of uh, <laughs> expectations, right? For uh, for the announcement of Overwatch Two. Like, okay, knowing that Overwatch Two is coming based on the first Kotaku piece, like yeah, six months, months ago, months ago, that was that's not a problem, right? A problem is getting all the, the basically Artwork, whatever uh, Jeb Kaplan wanted to say, like that teleprompter. It has, yeah, yeah. yeah worse messaging because like they don't care about the framing or the wrapping they just want to get the info out and get the money and um like honestly i at this point i'll just like unless it resolves something leaking is theft and that's theft it's i i come from one of the most secretive companies in the world um i spent you know six years at apple right and Mm -hmm. uh like company culture and secrecy is is really important and in the games world i would say blizzard is probably at close to if not at the top of the list for that level of secrecy as well maybe mm. like half-life three mm. or whatever right like, that's the next one. um but you know like that's that's a really important piece and believe it or not whether it's logically makes sense or not people people hold your ability to make a secret or hold a secret and keep a secret in your team mm-hmm. directly to the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. Like if the new, if a new iPhone was leaked two months in advance, um, regardless on the, you all of a sudden have lifted the benchmark to being greater than the leak. Right. So it's like, cool. When you, when you announce this, I better get something else because I already know what it is now kind of thing. Like they, they better have something else different or better. And so, I don't know. I um I don't know. I I I, I agree. I hate I I want to know the leaks. Like do you guys not want to know things ahead of time? Sure. Um, like we like we like knowing stuff. We like knowing when when knowing things is fun. We like knowing when transfers are coming out early or when something yeah. else is coming out early and, and whatever, but Yiska, you're breathing into that. I don't I don't hate it myself, but you're breathing into that mic a little bit, Yiska. I'd I'd also like to shoot several people, but that's that doesn't mean I should be allowed to. Yeah, well, and so it's one thing to receive the leak; it's another thing to then like pass it forward. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, let's not talk about the person that actually leaked this. Like, I don't know. I like <laughs> if that is an intern or uh, internal source within that team. What a wretched. <laughs> well, it, it's tough. Like, honestly, people think like it's, and it probably was within like the like the small Overwatch two team or whatever, and the need to know people. Mm-hmm. But then you start having to like partner with retailers and partner sure. with uh, digital strategy people. You have to start partnering with web developers. You have to start developing with web hosts. You have to start developing like it's. Blizzard probably is as close to to owning the end to end process as just about any other gaming company in the world. But Easily. there's still there's yeah. still third parties involved, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to say it's like it, it's it wouldn't be correct with the information we know to just say it was someone from Blizzard who leaked it. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's also not correct to say that it was you know some sort of contractor or third party partner either. Sure. Yeah. The the thing is, like, just about the only argument I found for it being okay to do that is if you otherwise could not, uh, like, afford a career that would allow you to actually resolve the issues in the industry, such as, I don't know, like, sexual misconduct behind the scenes, like in Riot Games, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, like, you know, like, mistreatment of X group or whatever. If If therefore, like, if you... If you publish that article and then your editor gets off your back and can work on the actual important stuff, it sort of at least can feel like Robin Hood, right? If all you ever do is basically funnel value out of a scene into your pocket and then you never resolve anything, I don't know, you're a leech. You're a leech. <laughs> and like... Yeah, barnacle. I also think you you probably should just half-time it then and do something else with your time and do um or ask uh fox news for more of a salary for appearing there wow well i wouldn't call Take out it. the specific leakers but we'll call out fox news there it is <laughs> all right sure. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk Fair about enough. overwatch 2 anymore we have way too much to talk about we yes. will as new information comes out with overwatch 2 we'll probably have more meaningful discussions yeah, about it but right now it's Hopefully you've got the thoughts from it and the details. Yep. Overwatch World Cup has come to an end. And what a glorious weekend it was for the red, white, and blue. That's not France. (laughs) That's America. The true red, true white, and true blue. Team USA wins their first Overwatch World Cup. Team China in second. Team South Korea in third. Team France in fourth. Sinatra pulling away the T-Mobile MVP. And uh, Yiska, this is a question for you. Why are USA... I, I've, 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 I've purposely... <laughs> I, I want to say this. I purposely worded the question this way. Why are the United States of America the best region in the world? Because you waged war against every contending country at th- some point and gave them an inherent disadvantage. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, 
Yiskel was so angry during the whole thing. <laughs> By the way, we've got a great national anthem. At least, you know, every things aside, how do like how do people in Europe feel about just like the musicality of the United States national anthem? Good? Not good? Indifferent, probably. I, I feel like there have been enough missteps with that in recent years. I I remind you of Fergie. Um you know, singing that or like somehow I that I don't know why that like retains space in your mental like bandwidth that you have to remember her botching like the entire thing. I like I think <laughs> I, I could tell you, but I think uh, most people would have not have to make forgotten that. Jeez. My favorite thing is uh national anthem singers at hockey games. There's basically like five every season of people slipping ice <laughs> on their way in or out. But we blame Canada for that one. Yeah. So not our fault. Not our fault. Anyways, Team USA does uh, clinch their first Overwatch World Cup. So naturally, this was the most important world Overwatch World Cup to date, I think. It's pretty safe to say, unequivocally, <laughs> without any sort of debate or argument. Easily the best. From anybody. Oh. Ever. Uh, Jesus. Yiska. Like. <laughs> you know. He just he's just so apathetic. It doesn't even matter. Alright. Anyways. Since uh Yiska I'm immune to patriotism. <laughs> All we know. All we know. <laughs> so let's let's talk about something that uh, Yiska seems to have no problem to go on for hours about. Uh Team South Korea. Does finish third, lose to France, lose to USA twice, once in yeah. groups and once in playoffs. Uh, we got a pretty, um, I would say pretty insightful interview from Krusty about kind of why Team South Korea underperformed. And so I, I want to hear from you, uh, and I want you to start making excuses for Team South Korea's underperformance. I, mean, I would say this. I've I've seen this exact sentiment that Krusty provided in in the German statement. They were also saying the conditions were very bad. They didn't have a practice in the environment. No. Um, like we still had to pay our way out there. Single elimination. Like it it doesn't feel good competing in in that environment. And I don't like. You could definitely argue that. A, for one, I mean, USA is carried by the fact that it happens on a USA ground and sure. probably um, there's no shortage of sponsors in that regard. Amen. But also because like Amen. the, the uh, GMs probably did a good job anticipating just that, right? Mm -hmm. And still, when I hear that a team that was directly invited... Uh, to the Overwatch World Cup, still has to pay $10,000 out of pocket to have that experience. It's, it's pretty rough. It's not good. good. Not good. Oh, boy, no. I hope that w next year we just have, like, a multi-millionaire just gives the finger to Blizzard and just, like, sponsors all the teams. Like, here's $10,000 for eight. <laughs> just an angel investor. It's just like... Yeah. Whatever. Put my name on your jersey. Oh, wait, you, you can because Blizzard makes you wear the official jerseys anyway, and you can't even, on the Overwatch League stage, walk out with your jerseys with the people who actually helped you get there and said you've got Coca-Cola and Logitech. Who didn't Jesus. do anything for you, really? 
who paid Blizzard. Oh my God, that Team Ireland hey. like I I that resonated with me a little bit. I didn't even put this in the notes, but I w- without knowing too much about both sides, I'm pretty pissed off about it. Mm. Like, hey, go find uh, go find sponsors. Here's all the things that you can do. Oh yeah, by the way, you can only wear this jersey out on the walkout. So uh, yeah, those jerseys, man, mm. they were so ugly too. Those jerseys were <laughs> they were not great ugly. jerseys. God. Surprise, surprise. I, I like to usually buy like a World Cup jersey. Like I'll buy a South Korea, maybe a China, one from US, Save. maybe. Um, and wouldn't buy any of them. They're you literally ugly. have a South it, Korea and China jersey behind you. But are those not it's... Overwatch? Are those, are those are those not Overwatch jerseys? Yeah. Oh, they are. Two, I would usually. But two things was garbage. A, we bo- actually bullied Joe into getting some sort of decoration for his room, which Nice. It's true, Joe. Big yeah, you got, kind of you did. Well it's way better than the root lamp in Yiska's room that decorates his walls. <laughs> Disagree. Um, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> but let's also not forget that Joe, the cat wearing cat shirt wearing <laughs> cave troll, just said that Hello? these were too ugly for him to wear. <laughs> like, or I just didn't like him. Possess. I didn't like him. That is not enough. Is, uh, Jesus Christ! Not these, not the cat shirts are ironic. They're ironic humor. These yeah, were just yeah. ugly. Not enough bed comforter attributes. Yeah, not enough. Not enough plaid. No flannel to it. You know, it's just not my aesthetic. I know? would love so, for like Canada go. to just come out with like a lumberjack flannel jersey. Why not? Why not? Why not just allow Maybe them for just like to the do Toronto their own? Toronto homestand to do that. I think you'd be I think you can make it work. Not to. I think yeah. you can make it work. Hell All right. Yeah. Anyways, um, so South Korea basically, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of things going on just behind the scenes that made it really difficult for South Korea. But one thing that I found really interesting from uh, Krusty's comments was how the teams that they had access to scrim were, you know, double DPS. They weren't running a lot of Bastion comps, May Reaper comps. Mm-hmm. And so it was really difficult to actually come up with effective strategies against basically what everybody else was using at World Cup. But also, why? <laughs> Play something different, team. I don't know. Like, is that I mean, not how... Did. Well, no, no, no. The teams that are scrimming against South Korea, like, uh, can you not? Mm. Is it? Can you not just be like, yeah. "Hey, bros, we need to practice against this." Yeah. That's that's the weird part about for the home like, from from my understanding, that's actually weird. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily always work that way. Yeah, because it's like but a it's still street. weird. You would have you would have thought that with the Korean mafia and everything like that they would have actually like tried everything, because also these contenders players need to understand the reputation of their season as their region carries at least a little bit weight into their own um, outcomes of like getting there, and then let's not forget like uh, teams you scrim against like. Like if if a, an Overwatch League player, especially one of the lead ones that were on Team Korea, just say, okay, mm-hmm. this kid actually really surprised me, and then the coaching staff says as well, goes a long way, dude. Like just do what you're told or what you're required to. I don't know. I'm not there to look pretty. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, like uh, excuses aside, they I mean, they were very clearly like not on form. Uh, I know yeah. that, you know, I think it was IDK came out and said like he was pretty ill. Like it was very obvious, like sure. when he was on stage, just constantly like, you know, itching at his nose and whatnot. But uh, all in all, yeah, wasn't wasn't the best performance from South Korea at all. I thought it was very like uncoordinated. A lot of just very strange compositions, a lot of uh, stubbornness to kind of force them to or, or trying to force a composition to work where it, it just kind of wasn't mm-hmm. um, a lot of Choi on hog, which was a little weird to see. Um, it made sense, but just wasn't working. It just was not hitting, uh, getting its stride. And uh, yeah. yeah, wasn't wasn't great. Wasn't great from South Korea. Yeah. Let's talk about two teams, though, that did. um make it or narrowly miss the top four Mm. uh france and denmark uh both finished quite high and outside so uh team china so cool thing about team china is they all had chinese players playing on chinese overwatch league rosters Mm. which was pretty cool um so you know because there's other i think there's other chinese players on non-chinese rosters right Mm, or am i imagining that I mean, Crystal and Gusha are on Spark. Shoot. I mean, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think well, it's never just mind. It's not that cool of a factoid. Four. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Maybe, maybe, maybe next year. Maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> so good at this. I think I found Can... a cool note. Almost. Where's China Close. on the map? Uh, we over between, last week, didn't we? <laughs> between North Korea and South Korea, right between yep. in the sandwich, right in that border, right in the sandwich. <laughs> Japan in the middle, like like a island of land. Isn't it next to Australia? It's like sure. think of it as of like an egg on top of a ribeye. You see the ribeye on top, North Korea and mm. South Korea. China's the egg, and South Korea is the yolk. Catch. Right. Next question. <laughs> Shouldn't. Shouldn't uh, North Korea just be the shell? For a ribeye? You don't have yeah, a sh- just There's a, no like shells a thin... on a ribeye. Oh, I thought we were talking about an egg. No, no, no. no. There's, have okay. you ever had a ribeye steak with an egg on top? No. I will also say... Let me tell you about an amazing <laughs> breakfast here in the United States of America. Wait, a breakfast is more getting more disgusting by the minute. Uh no, no okay. Anyways, we're now fish sticks with uh get a go like mirrored away. Egg. get out Some of potatoes. here. Did Next the, question, did the, please. Did the people of Holland invent hollandaise sauce? <laughs> I think so. No, was <laughs> it French sense, people? Right. Because I love an eggs Benedict. It's my favorite favorite morning meal. Oh my god. Really? I, f- I feel like that's too heavy again. I don't know. Well, <laughs> look who you're talking to, okay? Uh, okay. Anyways, France and Denmark, a lot of talent in contenders, and yet did very well in Overwatch World Cup. Are any of these guys on either of these teams uh, immediate candidates for uh, potentially over- Overwatch League teams? You know, so let's let's talk about France first. You have Soon and Hip, who are both on the Eternal, mm-hmm. but then you've got Leaf, uh, Hardest, Tech Thirty Six, Chubbs, FD God. Like, uh, 
I, I've heard, I feel like I've heard you say Leaf before. Yeah, Leaf's very good. I think he's a little bit more, um, I think he's good in like uh, a way that like hydration can be very good. If he, if you put him on specific heroes in specific metas, he can be a, a, a strong, you know, above average carry for your team. Outside of that, he has like a lot of flexibility to play some some odd heroes and pick them up pretty quickly. Um, but probably won't be the the primary like damage dealing force. You're not going to necessarily you know, see him just come out and, and have a hero plays on, on heroes. He's not necessarily comfortable with, but super good player mentals all there. And uh, yeah, no solid, solid guy. Solid, solid pickup. Uh, FD God also heard very good things about um, soon, obviously. Um, yeah, no, I, I think France in general definitely surprised me. I didn't think that this roster was going to do as well as they did. And they definitely, uh, is this more of a European up, super so. team than Paris? <laughs> no, no, season? please. No, no, no more super teams, please. No, no super team. So, talk so, is, like fanboy triggering my, as it might be. My question, my question is, <laughs> would you rather have Paris eternal season one or, or season two technically, or would you rather have team France? <laughs> I think Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's their joke nobody will get. <laughs> um, um, I think they're kind of almost similar. That's a, that's a super really teams? question. Wow. No, not super teams at all. Bottom four teams? Uh, I think maybe like season one eternal by like a small edge. And I think that probably just comes from the fact that I don't know enough of like the tank line all that well. I wasn't super impressed. Um, Hip obviously has been on the Eternal. So same with Soon. I think the only real difference is like Leaf and Hardest. Um, and I don't think that's enough. But uh, okay, we'll see. I don't know. Let's talk about Denmark. So you've got Shax and Kellex on there. And then you've got Fisher, Naga, Molfig, Henningsen. Henningsen? And Scalar. Uh, I mean, is this uh, any of these? I, I I saw a lot of Fisher. I thought a lot of saw a lot of people high on Fisher, and I'm only thirty percent not convinced <laughs> that it's not because it sounds like Fisher, and they're just totally talking about the other sure. <laughs> the other tank. But besides that fact, uh, any any standouts here? I'm not going to lie. I don't think I saw like a game from Denmark. I can probably assume that Molfig was good. Um, Shaq seemed pro. I yeah, can imagine Shaq's he did well. Off, dude. Yeah. 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 He usually he does very well. Off. I'm sure Fisher did okay for himself. Hope he gets an Overwatch League team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the one that I would, I would say definitely needs some eyes on is, is probably Molfig. Um, but yeah, that, that comes with very limited info. Yeah. Just give me a sec. Like, hey, you're good. Hey, chat. We're just. Which team do you think would benefit from like a player like Shaxx? Like, which Overwatch League team should he? I mean, I don't. I mean, he, he I think he's fine on Valiant, right? Oh, okay. You've got it. Right. Were you just gonna like try and debate me? Like, I wasn't gonna like. I mean, get you it? just let it slide the first time, so I assumed you. Were I figured it was just like a just misstep. Like, I thought you were just way, like su super, wasn't it? Like the in joke is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For for those that haven't seen it, and also for you, <laughs> is that like super was asked, 
which player from Denmark would be like like should be in Overwatch League or whatever. And yeah. he was just like, yeah, well, Fisher and Shax. <laughs> and Sinatra's <it's another laughs> like, you know, you, know you realize Shax is on. Bro. Yeah. Like, that was a good one. It's just like, fire and forget. <laughs> Needless to say, of course, he was beaten by that team also, right? Wasn't it mm. the case? Yeah, stage three, right? Didn't they beat Shock in stage three? Maybe I'm uh, mixing it up, up with. Um, I think uh, with, Valiant uh, beat Vancouver. Titans. Yeah, Valiant beat Titans and Chengdu beat Shock, but I don't, I don't think Valiant beat Shock. I could be wrong though. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. A lot of games. Don't, don't, True. don't hate. True. Yeah. Also, um, no, I, I think in general, the the thing is here, right? Mm. Um, for instance, Kellex had a solid performance. Sure. And then um, we got the report that uh, Kalex had been um, like courted by several Overwatch League teams, which I corrected and said he has already been signed and has been for a while. So oh, okay. this narrative of um, players now being specifically looked at because of work because and performance, of the World Cup, yeah. it might be the case for like, let's say a handful of people, yeah, not for some more players, than a dozen. Sure. No. Yeah. Well, it's usually um, people who are kind of like on the fringe already anyways, right? And they're just like... I'd imagine so, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Let's you're going to like, out of nowhere, you're going to sign somebody. I think next next week, we have the cutoff anyway. Yeah, November right? 11th is the... Yep. Where teams need to have eight players. Right? Okay, You can so, still sign literally. through like June 30th or something like that. All right, well, there's that. <laughs> okay. that okay, That's so, actually hilarious that, is, that, that just yeah. came out. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, Kellex announced for yeah. literally hilarious. one minute ago. Where's Jay? Jay, are you here? Sign Kellex. Thanks for giving it to me. Yeah, that signing wow, had to be What a, a bunch of money ballers, am I right? What a bunch of money ballers. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're getting all the. All the <laughs> just get them in. Get them in. Language in this podcast right now. Like, yeah. it's, it's really bad. Get them buzzwords um, in. But um, yeah, yeah, I think some teams might. And they still had an inclination and maybe held out until then. But um, the majority of decisions had to be made simply because you you got to have eight players, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I guess we're getting into the argument slowly of the legitimacy of the Overwatch World Cup. I think for scouting grounds, it's still being held at BlizzCon, when the cutoff date is so shortly after, yeah. is makes it not feasible as a scouting ground. And then the quality of play and the surrounding circumstances on top of that also well, don't help. Feel free to correct me if this is if this is wrong, but like you said, you just need eight players by the cutoff, correct? Like you can still so, sign more players, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah, November yeah. 11th, here's, here's specifically right from the rulebook. November 11th, okay. 2019 season agreements officially end. Any player mm -hmm. not under contract in the 2020 season becomes free agents. In order to facilitate these players signing with the new teams before the initial roster deadline, those players set to become free agents in November are permitted to discuss contracts with other teams before their 2019 contracts formally expire. We've seen that a few times with, uh, with, with uh, players who are like, hey, the X team is giving me, the, you know, is allowing me to, to discuss contracts with other people, LFT. Sure. Here's my Discord. Somebody get me an agent. Um, November 15th is the deadline for all teams to have a minimum of eight players under contract. Mm -hmm. Teams may sign or trade players until June 15th, 2020. 
Yeah, so I think this is like some some maybe again like fringe pickups that you I mean you probably already have your eight players by now at least I would certainly hope so, um, and these could you know fill out your roster piece together maybe a contenders lineup um, that hopefully may filter up at some point. Um, yeah, no, I I still think it's pretty solid in terms of um, last minute. Okay. How good is this player? You know, what do they really have to to offer? How good are they on stage? You know, maybe, maybe doing some interviews preliminary with with teammates and trying to you know parse how they are in comms and stuff like that. Which I I can't imagine. I don't know that teams do, but uh, I'm hoping maybe that's a thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think it's like the best indicator of of scouting and whatnot. But it certainly can't hurt seeing the player play. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't want to talk about World Cup anymore. I think we've done okay. an all right job. Let's talk about uh, 2020. We've learned a few things about the, the 2020 season. I <laughs> know we're never talking about it again. The last yeah, Overwatch it's not Cup. Happening, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, the Overwatch uh, League 2020 uh, BlizzCon session. There was a kind of a Watch Point 2020 preview thing going on with Pocket uh, <clears throat> and Hexagrams, Custa and Baby Bay, and uh, the Oh man, the one dude who like runs Overwatch League, whose names I, I never remember. Um, or he's like the product Pete? manager for it. Yeah. Oh, Pete Velastica. Vel- I don't remember. No, his last no, Vestelica. Not that no. guy. Uh, oh. Yeah. Anyways, uh, here's what we've learned: the regular season matches will be a first to three wins format, rather than using map differential. So, um, Mucho? We, Mucho we, don't, we don't have any indication on if map, map differential will like factor in for tiebreakers stake, uh, sake or anything, sure. but it'll be first to three, which, uh, I think is good. Uh, will not include overwatch two or push. So, um, good. Yep. Uh, new mid season tournament that features the, uh, Atlantic and Pacific conference leaders plus two teams with the best records through week 10. This is going to take during the uh, all uh, take place during the All Star break. We're going to come back to that in a second. Uh, first round um, for the first to three wins format will be control, mm-hmm. and the tiebreaker will be control, and then we'll have a map pool. Uh, no, but changes. they said okay. Sorry, I think that it was brought up that push might become eventually a tiebreaker. But not probably not this season. Yeah, yeah. not this season. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. then uh, no changes to the season playoffs. So you've got play-ins and then double elimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beautiful. I think the the big the big news here is that we are going away from the uh, the four map format. No matter what, win, win or lose, you can get four would or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yay! Right? Okay. Yay! Very much yay. Yay, let's mm-hmm. get away from that. I I understood yep. why it was enticing at first, but honestly, I think that they should have cut that at the end of the first season. Yep. I never liked best uh best of four. As much as it did help for like consistency of timing, right? So when you sure. do when you know that you're gonna do four maps, it's a little bit easier to schedule out, right? Mm-hmm. But it also yep. means that you have to watch <laughs> Vancouver um, play the mayhem. And four and fourth four map maps, where it doesn't matter. You're just like, come on. Yeah. Um, it's constantly such a weird thing to describe to people who don't necessarily watch Overwatch League and be like, yeah, this game's for like the map score, uh, but it doesn't really matter. The other team already won. So, like, mm. but why are they why are they playing though? Because because you need to because of sponsors and, and scheduling yeah. and map differential. They're like, yeah, I don't get this. This is dumb. 
Um, the other kind of interesting one is the new emphasis on control. So control will be the first round or the first map that they play. And it will also be used for tiebreakers for now. Um, I mean, does that give it an advantage to teams that are significantly better at control? I mean, isn't that kind of how it's always been? Yeah. Fifth map being, I mean, if in the game, four but, game set, the fifth map was always control. So there's always more emphasis on it. <laughs> it seems P to me, though, that like, uh, closer maps matches are more likely to go to overtime, though. No? Do you mean map five? Or what do you mean by overtime? Uh, yeah. Or tiebreaker. Sorry, not overtime. Mm -hmm. Because of a three game? Um, maybe? I don't know. I, don't, I, have to, I, don't... I have to sit down and think about it and do the math. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Possibly. Maybe. I think it depends Anyways. On I won't pretend I can fall. <laughs> <I'll just say. laughs> yeah. uh, but I think the big news here is, is the announcement of a mid-season tournament featuring four teams, the two best yes. teams in the Atlantic uh, and the Pacific regions. Um, well, so, so the best team in the Atlantic, best uh, team in the Pacific, and then the and then two. two next teams based off of record. Through week 10, this ends up happening in week 13, I believe, or right after 13. I'm so, very okay with this. Joe, you're very okay with this. Why are you very okay with this? Um, I think this has been a big, like, contentious point with the removal of stages is the kind of, like, measuring the litmus test going into new patches, into new, you know, as the season progresses, seeing how teams are actually doing well. Um, this gives us uh, an added um, or, or kind of fills that gap, at least uh, in my eyes, it does. I, I would like it to be a little bit bigger. Um, I, instead of two teams, I'd like to see four teams and do a six man tournament, you know, double elim, have it out. Um, possibly with you know the winner getting a direct seed into the final playoffs just to add a little bit more weight to the entire event and and add some drama there to just you know get people to watch um and actually you know invest their time into it because as on its face it's it's much like the stage playoffs where it's cool to see you know teams fight it out and it definitely has some prestige to it but at the end of the day it, it's just a cash prize and, and some bragging rights um let, let's put some weight behind it. Let's let's, you know, make this a, a big deal. Um, but as it stands, like, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with uh, the system coming in. Um, Midseason is always a good time in other games like League of Legends. It's always a, it's a fun little tournament to see exactly where teams are, are situated and how good, you know, actual preparation can be and, and what what teams really look like. So all in all, like this is a very good start. I just want uh, a little bit more. Uh, maybe I'm being greedy, but. I like it so far. Definitely a plus to next season. Yes, guy, are you a big fan of this? I have a feeling that, like all things, you're super high <laughs> and excited about this. Um, I I think like the the, the what uh, Eric said in chat is a little concerning. I don't know how that's going to be reconciled in what any did way. He say? So he basically, he said that the standings for the. Um, all-star weekend or whatever you want to call mid-season invitation or whatever sure. um you want to call it like it's taken off team uh, week 10 and some teams will have played 12 matches and some teams will only have played nine matches uh -huh. now how do you determine who 
the top teams are and you know the wild cards and whatnot and that is really weird and i guess he suggested it probably will be of win percentage or maybe elo or maybe i don't know how that works yeah. um, i will also say i can already tell you that the top teams wouldn't want to play because there's no off time mm -hmm. um and yeah, I hope they attach at least some prize pool to it. Or At the very least, it needs a prize pool. And again, like I said, I think it needs some weight to it. I think it needs yeah. like a a seeding, a higher seeding chance, whatever, you know, Blizzard wants to come up with it. But I don't think it can just be nothing. Yeah. And I don't know that even prize money is going to be enough to incentivize teams to like practice as hard as they have been all season and really try to you know win this it's mm. it's prestigious i'm sure it you know it's it's going to be a, a big deal but you know if there's nothing to really incentivize them then yeah kind of question it and along with you know the the added question of you know what eric said like uh if there's not going to be an equal amount of games played and we're going off of this other thing is is that a great way to to see this i i think it's going to need its own uh time to be figured out and and find the, the best way to do it but so far at least we have something right something to fill the gap of stage playoffs to get people excited kind of uh you know tease them until the end of the season and then we have that so uh it's a good start just wanted to be built out a little bit more about the only thing that i think could be worse than this current format with the information that we have right now is just doing nothing at all it feels like the absolutely bare minimum for a mid-season tournament. Mm. Yeah. But it's still at least one, right? Like, yeah. we're, we're taking what we can at this I'll point. Take, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it where, where I can, but, I mean, that was... Number one, we have no, inter we have no uh, information around, uh, like, prize pool. Or, sure, yeah. Um, if, it, if it factors into playoffs at all. Assuming yeah. it because they didn't say anything, it does not. Like, imagine a world in which there's no pro prize pool at all. What a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. Or if or no play after like practice. So yeah. So so the worst. <laughs> nah, it's so good for scouting though. Um, <laughs> you're not scouting the top four teams at least. So uh, at the at the very the very worst most pessimistic viewpoint right is that there's no prize pool attached. And there's no playoff implications attached at all. I don't think that they're mm. going to do this. But hypothetically, if we do this, what a waste of everybody time. What a waste. Sure. I think on the flip side. And I'll side, tell you. Go ahead. Every, every team is going to try to get as much breaks as possible. Like, yes, we have the same amount of break weeks, but we don't have them consecutively. And there's still a thing called travel. Mm -hmm. And... The, the schedules make it fairly impossible for, for instance, Korean players outside of Kore the Korean team, especially on the teams that are further away on the other side of the Pacific, to um, go home. I, I don't think you can feasibly do that on a two-week break, for instance, right? Sure. Yeah. Because you want to scrim, depending on your, on your status quo uh, in terms of the, the current level that you're playing at and whatnot, or is there a new meta, or... I mean, there's always things to work on, and even... Like is, is is someone really going to fly home for a day or whatever? Like so, but we still know that people want to be with their families and whatnot. Like yeah, of course. 
and recuperates. And I don't think there's enough time. I personally would have loved to see the season extended by a month or two. Because I already, like, once again, we are here, like, we're looking at the calendar, and it's just like, yeah, there's next cup. And then it's February and Overwatch starts. Yep. That's our Overwatch to, like, in, in the foreseeable future, right? So. Yep. That's true. I don't know. I, I feel like if we just dragged it out and uh, teams had more uh, of a of a, of a break, because like also meta innovations, it's almost like you know self-serving. We felt recuperated after the mid-season break. The teams did. We had some sure. uh, meta um, changes with Sombra coming in, whatnot. Seemingly also um, helping Shanghai develop their style mm -hmm. and if we just had more of those breaks and i think that is also something that's crucially undervalued in the statements that for instance jeff kaplan made about um about the meta is yes you can you can do all the things make it very open make all the characters very balanced as long as you don't give the opportunity for teams to go out of their comfort comfort zone and keep in mind the best teams don't even want to do that like yeah. they just want to keep the meta where they're possibly mm -hmm. the best on and maybe if they see something that could beat that that they all also would be great at maybe they go in there and throw curveballs but they don't have an incentive of changing the status quo if you're already like a world beater so like you just gotta create incentive structures to meta change and we don't have any of those and it's actually getting worse with season three so even like you gotta go way harder with the balance patches in order to f facilitate a um a meta uh, switch up i think than you need it in season two and even with you know the the added breaks that you're proposing that would be a great time to add a balance patch you don't want a balance patch like mm -hmm. before somebody's match and okay now we're just gonna have to learn how to play this new patch yeah. it's you know we, we haven't had time to play pbe because it's you know, I have matches to prepare for before that. So there's no time to play that. And maybe the coaches have double the duty, but the players probably won't have much time to, to get a handle on these new patch changes. And I can probably assume that Blizzard's going to have a heavier hand with how long it took for them to get rid of goats and for how uninteresting that I think the feedback has been with Arisa Sigma. I think they're going to have to be very heavy handed. And I think the balancing strategy will probably shift into making some some very, very large changes into what they think the community wants. So it's it's going to be some drastic changes in the middle of a season where, you know, things are already quite hectic. So, yeah, like I, I would have to agree. Things are unfortunately going to get a little bit weird and probably for the worse. Also, like, let's not forget, literally, I think the the impact on this on the entire games ecosystem so okay it's not one-to-one -one. there's there's a correlation that i believe to be causation in some sense but not 100 percent, right so okay. we we say okay we have more breaks therefore the meta is better therefore the letter also plays a different strategy depending on the meta that the overwatch league plays because yes you're probably not playing the optimal letter composition that could you know like maximize your win rate in uh, playing with completely random people all the time. Sure. But what you're doing is you're playing the meta that currently is in your Overwatch League to 
give like the Overwatch League players want to practice there, their mechanics, whatnot. The t players that are also of the Overwatch League want to practice their mechanics in terms of like getting there and sort of um, also giving it to like suggesting themselves not only to Overwatch League teams, but contenders teams like, yes, I can play Lucio, even though maybe Mercy theoretically would be better played on ladder because it requires less, you know, combination and whatnot. Know this one. Why I think I think you're you're super overestimating how how garbage ladder is. I think in in very few esports is ladder an actual like good practicing point. I think it's good in terms of just like drilling and really. Race. I think yeah, it's I think in most of the majority time, of esports, it's like good. mechanic. It's just for yeah. mechanic practice. Other than that, like it doesn't matter what you're playing. You could be playing goats with a mm, with a no, far mechanics like, on the hero. Yeah, exactly. It's mechanics on a hero, but I don't think the meta has anything to do with that. Like you're just playing your hero that you want to practice and that's it. And then you go to scrims to actually practice strategy. I don't think you're strategizing. In, no, no, in, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But that's still important in order to like hone those mechanics. Like if I'm an Overwatch League player and we're still for some reason, okay, it's, it's not possible, but we, we were still still for some reason playing GOATS sure. and I just play Farah into GOATS, like that doesn't hone my mechanics in order to play against Sigma or Risa. Like that's, there's different requirements. Sure, I also course. think in other esports, notoriously in League of, League of Legends, at least mm -hmm. some analysts I, I hear about give an immense amount of credence to, um, to solo queue and the quality and where player stands. Then in CSGO, okay, it's not the ladder, but it's, um, you know, the face, it's the- Yeah, it's, it's the third party, leagues. basically like pro scrims, right? Yeah, exactly. So. It, it just trickles down like if if pro play switches up matters then it happens in the, in the top of the ladder as well because people want to suggest themselves or want to work in that system then some people at least will see it in the lower levels of course sure. then it disperses sure. but it ch changes the entire attitude to, of influences that these pro players are towards the game and we're singing a very different tune now let's be honest we will never hear oh the game is in such a great place that everyone will be saying that sure. no everyone will shut up about the game being an issue and that's as good as you're going to get get as a, a community um sentiment yeah. and only after the fact you will say oh this is wrath of the lich king i i can tell you wrath of the lich king felt awful while playing it like, oh, 100%. it didn't feel good it only felt good in aftermath yes. in, in, and then uh, you, you look hindsight you're like oh wow dive was so fun yeah. like it was so interactive and dynamic yeah no yeah. wrath was i'm not well, i'm not going down that i'm not going down that route that's fine we're not going there i would have you shot someone idiots, who made the but that's okay. we're not going down that route i would have shot the person that made a death knight at the time I would have shot anybody who played Prop Paladin in Arena. Hey, I almost yeah. made it to a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> that was my esports career. Come on. Oh my god. All right. I'm good. All right. Anyways, that's what we I know about Overwatch League 2020. I, hopefully, we get more info on the impact of that, uh, the midseason tournament. Um, because I love the concept of it. I think we all love yeah. the concept of it. But I feel like we all out. want we want to see it either broaden quite a bit or see yeah. really, um, you know, really enticing stakes mm -hmm. as to like here's why you want to be here. And if we learned anything from last year, like if maybe if the point is, let's make it the top four players since they're mostly going to be here for All Stars anyway. Go look at the All Stars roster from last year. <laughs> 
and look at how many players would actually be present. And you'd be like, oh, never mind. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about some rumors. We've got some time. We've, or not rumors, but we've got a lot of, believe it or not, in, in our master spreadsheet of goodness, big thanks to Eric on that. Uh, in our master spreadsheet of goodness, there are over 366 rows of transfers since October 1st, I think. So, uh, a lot of movements. This includes like rumored movements and things that didn't happen. Players getting, you know, sent to free agency and otherwise there's been a lot to keep track of. And every week we're keeping track of about like, you know, anywhere between 30 and 70 different, um, movements, but we are going to talk about them this week. And, uh, I think the first team that we should probably talk about is probably one of the bigger ones. Philadelphia fusion. The Philadelphia Fusion this week announced um, between October 30th, well, basically October 30th to today, that they're uh, bringing on funny. So they they added Funny Astro, they added Alarm, they re-signed Carpe and EQO, they added Fury and Ivy. Uh, pretty pog, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a, this a pretty is a good scary team. team. Yeah, the only the only place that I would like to see fleshed out that I think teams in general I would like to see start to build out, um, like a substitute, like a real substitute, like bullpen is probably main tank. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, I don't think Sato's like the worst ever, but mm-hmm. the last two seasons have not been the the most. Uh, <sighs> How, how would you say? I, I, I definitely not the best performances uh, of his career. Um, seeing how this is only his career, so um, yeah, I, I I don't know how much is left in the tank for him in terms of expectations um, and promise. So I would like to see them sign like a substitute main tank just to see, you know, throw him on a contenders team, bring him up when you know you think he's ready, and and start to rotate that out because that's in quickly becoming probably the 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 shortest list of actual talent in that in that role like just mechanical like superstars but like one of the most impactful roles so i think really working on main tanks would be who of a lot of these teams yeah i i empathize with fusion a little bit because given their restrictions of only signing boosters is pretty hard to find anyone better than sato (laughs) true (laughs) that's true that's true right so, but I mean, all, all in all, this roster looks very good, very, very, very good. I think people have been sleeping a whole hell of a lot on Ivy. Is he the best player ever? No, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go that far. But very, very talented, and I don't think he really got to show what he, uh, what he really had yeah. in store on Defiant and in the Goats meta. Um, I think, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised to see him do well um carpe obviously one of the better talents you know one of the superstars of the league eqo nipping at his heels very 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 solid fury coming in another superstar that's big we'll we'll see with alarm i don't i don't know i think he's good but i think in general in this offseason my opinion has been swayed that maybe you don't need a superstar flex support definitely a role that you're not gonna scoff at but did you have to shell out did you shell out i don't know is that is that really necessary 
depends. Like, we had one season where it was largely important. We had one season where it wasn't. And um, and a bunch of, you know, metas in the past at where it was. And I have, yeah. you know, some reason to believe that it probably will be important again. Mm. But do is there a trend to say that it's it's dropping in in uh, in an actual translation of value? <laughs> it's hard to say. I, I definitely think that main tank has definitely shot up and they haven't necessarily made moves there. But again, I, I can't, you know, rattle on about the same old shtick with fusion because they have made a lot of moves and a lot of very, very good moves. And uh, they've made yeah. good moves. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, I, I, I don't know if that there's any teams that I can look at and go, oh, yeah, you guys are exactly how I want to see it. And there's nothing that I would change. And there's nothing sure. that you can change. And there's no weaknesses. And good job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, that just probably doesn't exist. Yeah. There's probably not a perfect team. So I, I, I don't think that we're ever going to have that conversation on the show. No. So don't, don't take this as, Oh, Philadelphia fusion. Like how are they going to approach the main tank role is alarm uh, actually as meaningful of a pickup as a lot of people make it out to be as like the, you know, the second coming of Jonak. Like, is that a thing mm. or is it, you know, something totally different or whatever? Um, I, yeah, I think, I think that was really well said. So mm. we'll just, we'll just kind of keep emphasizing that point as we go through these teams and we will definitely do like overall team previews once oh yeah everything is stabilized. Yeah. But if now look, on that note, yeah. on that note of like pre, pre, pre team pre previews, fusion looking like very solid, like top five yeah. easily right now. Yeah. Very yeah. meaty. Yeah, I meant to put that. I, I was when I was ranking Fusion last season. I meant this season. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just uh, reached into wrong crystal ball. So did Slash Jones. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong crystal ball. Uh, I'll get it we're right here this now, year. Though. Yeah, we're right. I got the. I I labeled them now. I've got a nice little label mm, maker. And so there's very nice. um, two months from now crystal ball, and there's a one year from now. Mm. And uh, I'm I'm now the the one year from now and two months from now crystal balls have aligned so confirmed there you go confirmed, confirmed. top five <laughs> team yeah this is really exciting I'm excited to get um some more insight I think we may have I'm I'm working on having a fusion representative oh good if you will up on the show yeah. talk about some of these All changes about that. I think it'll be dope so stay tuned for that one but there's another team that I want to talk about. Okay. And, it, and it's a team that I am not as high on. That is the Los Angeles Valiant. Yeah. Uh, they assign Apply, Dreamer, Lastro, and McGravy and Slur. Uh, um. <laughs> they won't be last. I don't think they'll be last, but they're certainly not winning anything. I'll tell you that one. I think Slur's quite a quite a solid player. I, I'm not super jazzed about Gravy. I've heard good things about Lastro. We'll have to see on Dreamer. Um, yeah. And Apply is okay comparatively. I, I, again, I think we have to really start to remind the community that we're not judging players in a vacuum anymore. We're judging them against their peers in the Overwatch League. And Apply goes up against some of the best players in the world now. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I think Valiant, uh, this is a bridge year. And um, we'll see. We'll have to see. I don't think they'll be last, but again, I don't think they're 
I think they're going to be like fighting for middle of the pack at the very least. Yes, game. Yeah. You know what this roster is? What? <laughs> Moneyball. Uh, they tried. Chad, at least he didn't start sing- singing uh, <laughs> like I'm just a dreamer. Oh, not that one. Okay. Never mind. Um, so I think the my problem is in my mind, it will be much, much more important than it was previously to have mm-hmm. a great roster or as good as it gets roster by the start of the season. Meaning that making changes like the Valiant have done in the last two years mm-hmm. w- mid-season will be significantly harder because of uh, logistical uh, sure, of issues. So mm-hmm. with that, I would have liked to have a more solid uh, base to build upon. I get why they have to. Even if they were to finally get some money for the outlaws in the, uh, like somewhere in the season, and mm-hmm. they actually can reallocate resources. I don't know. It will be much harder that, to save the seasons that, than um, it was this year, for instance. Sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's. I guess that's just also where I have to, t- to switch up my mindset of just going like, okay, so some teams are just thinking of this much more long term than I do. And also under the belief that we are still here in five to 10 years. Yep, and that the one season doesn't matter as much. So, if I learned anything in esports, is that we're just like living hedonistically, like paying everything right now because we don't know how long it will last. Yeah. For all we know, like I look at these evaluations by Forbes, and they are high as hell. Like they are smoking the bubble, like they're smoking the good shit and blowing it into these bubbles. And it's just purple haze in the bubble that they're currently creating in esports where organizations can be value, valued at 400 million and have to eight, eight, eight to 20 million in revenues. It's just like, okay, okay, good. That's the good shit. So I don't know. Like I, I, I just feel like you should always build for the moment in esports and enjoy while it lasts and i don't know i'm i'm not too big of a fan but then again it's a dope project if this um if this sees some promise i think that's just a really cool experiment that already once failed arguably with wizard young at least in part doing that so we'll see i Mm -hmm. This may be surprising to other people, but I think uh, one of the players that I'm most interested in seeing this year is Dreamer. Mm. Uh, he he actually made it out of open trials with Valiant. So he's the yep. only player in open trials to be like, oh, hey, yeah, you should be on our team. Yeah, we want you. I think You're that's the only, player that we, the only player we know of so far that has come from open trials in general. Am I incorrect in saying that? Uh... Just in just with throughout the entire as far league. as I know, maybe um, like yeah, nothing nothing pops out. Fr- so he's, he's pulling in a Mark Wahlberg in like, Invincible. Is what yeah. he's doing, and all so of Boston season one. Uh, I'm 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 really all of Boston season one. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to to see like I I don't know I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe pa- maybe Packing's got something yeah. up his sleeve, right? With 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 uh, Dreamer. Um, it's it's also kind of interesting, you know. With Sydney Drop Bears, you've got you know one of the only 
one of very few South Korean players playing in the Australia Pacific region. Mm-hmm. region. I, I have no idea how that actually translates. Like, is that, you know, what we see with, um, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Lucky Future Zenith, where we saw them in China. Mm, China just you know, kind of clapping. Is that somewhere where it's just, yeah, they just kind of clap and like you could argue like, yeah, but are they really that good or better? Or are they just a bunch of Korean players who just can't compete in Korea? Yeah. And what does that say about somebody who's playing in Australia? But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, like, again, I, I think I, I think there's a a pattern with uh, these players that is very reminiscent of the Boston Uprising as, like, very yeah. teachable, very... Um, Teamwork-oriented. Teamwork-oriented. Like, like, the, the, res- people are gonna the butt heads result all that is the goal, not the yeah. individual... Uh, player rating or whatever that you know kind of comes out of it, and so I'm really mm. interested to see Dreamer. I think McGravy is is in. I mean, he didn't perform bad last year, right? Like he's no. middle middle of the pack, probably. Uh, apparently, you know, like again, they they they're, they signed him because of of his attitude and his yes. calls. And sure. again, that's totally you know that's that's totally a page out of one other team we know at least where hundred percent. That's great. It's not a it's not a bad thing to hear that, you know, his mentals are good, you know, he calls well. My biggest problem with in general when when people evaluate flex tanks in particular is that for the longest time we've seen them play one hero. And that's Diva. Diva to Zarya, Diva to Sigma, Diva to whatever the next meta might be. Who knows? It may end up being double main tank at some point. Can they play those heroes? We don't know. There are some players who we actually have seen play multiple different heroes at a high level. I haven't, I, I don't know if McGravy is even mm. top of his class in Diva, let alone at another hero. I, I struggle to see him really thriving on heroes. I'd love to be proven wrong, but that's where I think the biggest weakness so far with this roster is, is probably going to be flex tank. And as we've seen in the past, it's, it's not a, not a role you want to have weak players in. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I am going to go as far as saying that so far, I feel like LA Valiant might be the the worst or second worst team in Overwatch League. There's, I don't think they'll be. There's next to the no jungle? pre-existing <laughs> synergies. <laughs> other teams, other teams are leveling up. They're making big plays. And at the very worst, I feel like they've gone like this, if not like this. And this is a downward trend here while other teams are are very much doing this and making some very pog moves so sure as more teams make signings the justice consistently keep falling for me what i i don't know how much more the the washington justice can sign for them to like start to climb up in in my own kind of like Mm. mental notes but every week it's just like well Justice need to make some moves because the moves that they've made so far really don't, you know, inspire a ton of faith. And I, I don't know if uh, they might be towards the bottom this year as well. I, I don't so know. So here's here's the roster we have so mm. far for the Justice: Corey, Tatuba, your favorite, yeah. Stratus, yeah. Corey and Stratus, really? Okay. Anyways, Stratus not so much. Lulsish, mm. Roar, probably Jesus. a little bit more in the Come tank. Uh, Elevote. And then you've got mm-hmm. Ark and presumably mm-hmm. Aim God. Mm-hmm. It's not 
bad. That, but... And that was so that was rumored from um, from Halo today or not sure. today yesterday. Uh, so it's not confirmed, but presumably aim got. Let's, on that let's assume. Yeah. Let's let's assume for for argument's sake. I don't I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily head and shoulders above where Valiant is. I'm I'm just excited that supposedly with Aimgod joining the Washington Justice, they've finally signed a player that can bully the happy go lucky attitude of Stratus out of him. <laughs> that's just what I'm happy about. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Valiant, Valiant might be the last. I, I, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to be last. I think people are very un. Um, they don't know about Slur. We really don't know about Dreamer. I don't think people are really as high on Lastro as they probably should be. I, I would agree with the sentiment around McGravy and probably apply, but I still think that they have some some room to to show people that they're that they're going to outperform expectation. I would, I would, I would There's be no way the confident. Justice next year are an 8-20 and 20 team. There's no way. Okay, we'll see. I'll, mayhem also. We'll see I what think happens with Once mayhem. we get past November 15th, let's, uh, let's do a Lord bet. Let's, let's evaluate a Lord bet. Yeah, well, we'll have, to, we'll have to do I, a... I very much don't see a world in which the Justice ends up finishing worse than the Valiant. And I would take that we'll one. We'll have to bet. see. Okay. So far. So far, okay. I'm choosing my lord bits way more wise. <laughs> Joe already gave me one that it was sort of like, was like no, 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 oh, no, no. You didn't. I, I didn't give it to you. You offered it. That was that was the beautiful thing. You offered it. You said both, and I'm like and both. You're out. like, yeah. I'm like, no, no. Gimme, I, gimme. I mean, not, not, I mean, uh, this year, like we talked about sure. something. I totally forget, forgot what we were talking about. I think it was, I was around like, really? justice. Damn. I want to, I want to say it was around justice being like better than certain teams, and I'm like, and that's why I preface it was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Yiska, maybe, maybe Yiska might like this transition because I'm slowly losing hope with with justice. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the end was, of it. But I was like, "Ah, this is a good one. I'm getting my law title back. <laughs> <laughs> I got him weak. <laughs> we got it." No, no, no. So, but with with Valiant being, you know, a, a a bridge season, what isn't a bridge season is all the Shanghai Dragons rumors. We is that, I, is that the best transition you had? Not at all, but. I don't want to hear any lip. You like that? That's pretty good. Uh, just I swear to God, like next time we're just going to have like kicked just like with uh -huh. his pee Morse code uh -huh. transition <laughs> rather than this. Like <laughs> this is this is terrible. Um, so yeah. dragons. So what have do you rumored, think about the rumor to sign Lee Jagon from Runaway? Mm -hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Stand one. Solid, uh, Daniel. It's fine. It's fine, Daniel. Daniel. Uh, Void again. It's fine. Um, I I think it's probably oh. a lateral move with Envy, and just in terms of mechanics, but probably a better teammate. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't pick Lip out of a lineup ever. I don't know who this sure. is. Sure. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and look and see. Blossom what uh, Blossom, what he's right? about huh blossom uh, yeah he played for blossom um outside of that i know next yeah, to yeah it was kind of no head turner i don't think 
Um, but in general, like solid pickups. I mean, if the rumors are true that they're grabbing Fleta, I think he could play well behind Ding and Damon. DM? Mm-hmm. Why do I call him Damon? Um, yeah, I think in general, nice, nicely forming out. I think Shanghai is is definitely a roster I'm I'm high on. If they got Lee Jigon, I think that's that's a good pickup. I think stand one is again very lateral to Gamsu. Mm-hmm. If anything, maybe a slight loss without like the veteran leadership i don't know how Mm -hmm. much that played a role there um and we'll have to see what lip offers but all in all i think shanghai is probably going to stay around um, but fade was also rumored right yes fade as well which i i think could be okay on a fully mm -hmm. korean lineup i think that isn't florida mayhem no offense to anybody in chat that may be working for the florida mayhem but uh yeah i i think shanghai in general should still probably be playoffs at, at this point in where we're evaluating roster mm. predictions so so by the yeah. way i the we're working on the spreadsheet um algorithms a little bit how it works is that it actually like grabs it from their last rumored mm-hmm. like team so it might pull from it from a team that's not totally accurate but just know that there's like a rhyme and reason it's not like oh yeah the it was on the mayhem it it, it doesn't come from that place it's, sure. it's more like how do you synthesize and what we're trying to do is understand not just where the player ends up, but the journey of the rumors and, mm. and the reports to finally getting to where they actually do end up. So now we can go back and be like, remember when fate was looking at, are they yeah. going to the mayhem? This was reported by this person. And like, it's, it's really interesting stuff, but it's kind of hard to, to um, like solidify. I sure. guess. Yeah. I personally think Shanghai is a much better team than the Warriors. I think year. so too. I, I, what's much better? Yeah, what's much four, better? Four um, plus four. Yeah. Um, in terms of standings. Yeah. 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 I think. Like, let's keep in mind. Like, we we think of like it's Shanghai very easy to see. Oh, Shanghai. So the season exactly. standings. Uh, they finished eleventh. So you think that yeah. they could finish? That's a seventh place team. We we think we think they are much better because they won a stage, but actually in the overall standings they weren't that impressive, right? So I think sure. like just like in terms of flexibility they added, uh, if the fate and stand one rumors I, are true, if that's if that's true, I like that a lot more just in terms of like long term value. But we'll have to see. Then the DPS are like they they added another flex. DPS into that lineup. That's also, while probably you shouldn't be calling Fletcher elite at this point anymore. No. He's still like there's still can play a reason to believe. Though. Yeah, there's reason to believe that him he could still like be a very feasible like rascal type player, mm-hmm. whatnot, with better mechanics. Also, and fill in the blanks. That's all um, and then their backline is always like yeah, the flex. Right, like, what was the issue more so than uh, the main support? Mm. I also like it's it's interesting. Like, I tend to agree with like the commonly held opinion that Lee Jae Gon is nuts. Um, good, but I also recognize that a lot of like coaches and insiders just say, "Well, we only know um, Lucio, yeah, and how good is he actually?" I don't know. I think that this kid's pretty crazy uh, overall. Mm. And um, I'm also yeah, I think very so. interested that he actually didn't stick with a core, if that was to be true. Mm. Yeah. 
I think that's I the that. biggest biggest change up in terms of like the juice flow is that maybe all of runaway isn't going to florida and if that's the case what in god's green earth are they doing because that's gonna be a little weird if that's the case i don't know did you see the new juice by the way that like there was a new leak the mm-hmm. korean leak i believe i've been away where, i haven't seen anything so please and fill me in. that that thing said wizard young to nyxl no no it didn't sleeper <laughs> Sleeper. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. I'm, I don't think, like, I'm misremembering. I hope it doesn't mean head coach. Um, I I don't know anything about that. But Chat's saying Chat I thought, is yeah, I was unequivocally say soul. saying soul. Soul. Do you mean uh, oh soul? My, oh my god, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's I was actually say back to that NYSL. is actually worse. No, no. Yeah. By the way, that's, that is actually yeah. worse. Whatever. Oh, Double down. No. Whatever you want to do. That is actually worse. Yeah, that's not. No, that's 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 the that's the that's the heart attack clause. You you got profit and gesture, and then you sign wizard, and it's just like, okay, okay, whatever, man. Okay, whatever. I I have so many regrets about last season. I'm sure you do. Mainly not calling him out before him before the season started. Like, would have, and I think have, it's getting worse. Okay. worse. And this, this season, especially stage four, all but confirmed that, like, not head coach potential. And I hope it means assistant coach. I mean, I don't know. I, I again, I don't know that the leak had said this, but is it confirmed that, or is it leaked that he's going to be head coach or an assistant coach? Uh, it doesn't say. It just says. Uh, it just says coaching staff. Interpret this to the worst of your nightmares, is what it says. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, not a fan of that juice myself, personally. I mean, some of that juice is also, like, smoking Is this the good also from, stuff. like, a person who said, like, Jake's going to Atlanta and stuff like that? Because I was no, just like... No, it's actually from so a person weird. that did predict something. Um, oh, is this, like, the original? Previous Korean t- Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it also says, who are you to at Dallas still? Now, the connection is, quack, is quack. clear there, right? Quack, quack. The connection to from from Fusion Uni, and of course, Arrow was the head coach of Fusion Uni at the time when Huayu was still yes. around. So there could be a connection there. I don't know if that. Oh, dude, man, this kid on has top been, of decay. That yeah, it's very weird at this point if they're still gonna go through with that because that's been rumored for a long time. I that feels very <sighs> weird to me. Ah man, this I don't... who are you hurts me more than Flower ever could. Who are you at the one point was such a transcendental <laughs> talent, and then he just got like he got lunatic highs in Apex season three, and ever since then he's just been not the same dude. No. Like no. it's it's really bad. Can we talk about the De- Defiant? Yeah, so, let's talk about the Toronto Defiant. Toronto has a special place in our heart, Joe. I know um, you got some cool swag. Courtesy of the Panda Man Baroy himself. That's a little water bottle. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah. We got a little bag. You said only for drinking? I mean, I guess you could use it elsewhere, I suppose. Not you, though. No, of course not. Why would it be for me? Well, we know you don't like that. No, we don't. So, uh, how about agilities, huh? So we got so uh, some some <laughs> uh, changes here. 
they they've added agilities and beast, formerly Beast Halo, if you're not familiar with the name. Um Mangachu and Surefor. And then we are still at a point where there's there's still a rumor around that Nevix is is could being possibly around. Be. could possibly be. Rumor. So you can see it all on the video stream. What we're looking at here. Uh, and, and also, sorry, uh, Kellex was confirmed during the show, so I didn't update my show notes. Yes. But thankfully, Eric was here and updated the spreadsheet for us. Like a, like the saint he so, is. So yeah, so here's, here's, here's the DPS look. Here's what we're looking at for DPS. Uh, Surefour and Logics. Mangachu and Agilities. Thoughts? This is a really great team for uh, the Alienware Monthly Melee in February of 2016. Shareforce fine. Logics is one of those players that like needs specific metas, I feel like. Mangachu, again, very much like a weird hero kind of player, kind of overlaps a little bit with agilities, and I've never been that high in agilities. So, I mean, another big reason why I didn't think Canada was going to do all that great at World Cup, but I mean, I don't know who else they could pick. Um, it's fine. Um, it's nothing. It, it doesn't really jump off the page for me. Um, Surefour is probably the best player in that lineup for for that section for that role. Outside of that, it's a lot of role players. So, agilities is kind of safe, right? Like, at this okay. point, it's safe. Just, good. I'm just, and I agree with you. I agree with you in that, in the yeah. sense that he's he has always been a middle of the pack DPS uh, flex tank, and yeah. like I I don't ever see a scenario in which that changes until um, at least not this next season. Like it's still it's it's whatever. It's fine. Sure, four is an enigma for me. I keep expecting him to okay. get worse. I keep expecting him yeah. to do what, what the other old guard DPS have done. Mm -hmm. Like, go grab your tombstone next to Shadowburn and die. Not mm -hmm. literally, no. but figuratively. He's, he's... And he doesn't. He, like, actually gets better. And so I've I've made a vow to never try to analyze sure forever again. Outside yeah. of that. That's, that's my thing. Um, I don't know, man. Like... I guess this I mean Mangachu, Yeah, it's <sighs> it's not great. It's there's, not bad. There's some peaks but... there though, right? Like there's some there's some really interesting peaks. You gotta go back a ways. And like I said, this is yeah. literally like a dream a DPS ways. lineup for the February twenty seventeen <laughs> Alienware monthly melee. Yep. Or twenty sixteen monthly melee of like you've got ZP with his really crappy green screen in the background. Dude, I can help you with that chroma key, by the way. And, uh, you know, like sometimes not all the sponsors pay and whatever. Mm -hmm. That'd be a really great DPS squad for, uh, for, for that team. We're in Overwatch mm -hmm. League season three. Yeah. I've been watching MasterChef <laughs> and, uh, they, they're, they, they just did their 10th season and literally every minute and a half, they're like, this is MasterChef season 10. The stakes are doubled, tripled, highest they've ever been. And as cheesy as it sounds, like that's where we are with Overwatch. Yeah, like the, the stakes are high, from here. and I, I, I think agility. <laughs> like I have mad respect for agilities, but like again, he's just like 
he's vanilla. He's vanilla. They, I mean, this this whole DPS like lineup, they cover all the bases. It just doesn't like scream playoffs. Mm. Surefor is the only person that I think is probably going to start throughout the entire season. And then everybody else just fits her in around him. Is it super far heavy? You put Megachu in. Is it super hit scan heavy? You put Logics in. Is there Isn't like that Genji? Why you have four DPS players though? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like that's, that's exactly that, that, that why. That seems to be the, the the kind of strategy that they must be going for is like hundred percent. And, and that sure for me, and then let's have these three guys kind of figure their shit out. Yes. Historically, that's always been a big contentious kind of question for me is how good is that really? You you constantly have to re re up and rotate out players. We've seen how impactful certain players can be in communication in terms of actually like facilitating team success. Does that lead you to success with this team? It could. I just think it's not necessarily super optimal. I don't think rotating a constant rotation of a player in a role is going to be super good. Have we had teams try to do this in the past? I think, let's see. I think like, I'm trying to think of that... ones and I don't feel like ones to this obvious level. And to be fair, this was a lot, this was kind of before two, two, two. So there was even a little bit sure. more like, I think intentionality. Less I think there's a lot of intention with some certain teams. I think Soul probably um, with with Michelle's flexibility sure. could have aimed there's, to try and do that I and think, then just uh, give it up. Resist the bliss kind of said, you know, the shock have kind of done that in the 100%. past. 100%. Chengdu uh, again. So it's not, it's not. I think they go into it with good intentions and then just give up. You're like, okay, this just, just doesn't work. Let's just stick with certain players. And coast it out because team synergy matters a whole hell of a lot. Shanghai, Vancouver, I think a lot of these teams build out a, a good sizable DPS role, but only end up using like two to three. Having four, somebody's probably not going to see a lot of playtime. And I think if anything, I'm looking at Mangachu and Agilities. I'd be surprised if Logic doesn't get in, but I think that'll be very meta dependent. Like if there's just not a Widow meta, then it's like, well, I don't know what to do with you. I also don't think that they paid a ton of money for... Anybody outside of Sure4? Uh, I don't know about Agilities. Do we know numbers on Agilities? Has that been juicified? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I could imagine I that no he idea, might have fetched a pretty penny. I have a feeling it's not as high as you think. Maybe. Possibly. Is that a little juice? Just Did a, you, just you just a, slurp a little juice a, there? Chug, chug a little jug? Just a feeling. Okay. <laughs> so, fair enough. Fair Is enough. that Coke? Oh, is that? Maybe. It's whatever you want it to be. You mind your own business. <laughs> I mean, it, it Coke is sort of like American juice, right? Isn't that? Is it, though? Is I it think though? Kool-Aid is American juice. Yeah. Oh. I feel like because it's it was... all it's it's literally the most uh, the most nature uh, fruit filled or fruit based flavored thing in the world with literally no fruit in it. That's an American juice right there. <laughs> yeah. That's an yeah. American juice. It's like what what can we call juice but make sure that we don't have to have any farms or orchards. Yeah. Also like, comes through the wall with a tomahawk missile. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. <laughs> You're just gonna use and abuse that button, aren't you? <laughs> it's gonna reset itself unless it saved the profile, and I don't think I'm saving the star spangle banner to the profile. Uh yeah. Let's let's talk about the tank line. Beast and uh Nevix is kind of the, the rumor right now. So Beast, formerly Beast Halo, ugh, man, I mean it's a big step from contenders to Overwatch League, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure, and, uh, certainly. I would say probably a question. I mean, it's Fusion University. It's not anything I've to got, like scoff at, but I've uh, got serious question marks. Okay. Because we just good. don't know. Okay, I'm not the only one. Mm, we that's, just don't that's know. That's one of like four times a year that I like go first on saying my opinions on a player. So <laughs> I'm glad you have the same reservations I do. Okay. I would I would be okay, so this this tank, this hypothesized tank lineup of, of Beast and Nevix have have one common thing is that we just haven't seen them play in a long time, at least like for a, a long amount of time, if that makes sense. Like we haven't seen them play at all and then we haven't seen them play and when we have seen them play it's not been for a, a lot uh, an extended mm -hmm. amount of time does that make sense yeah yeah beast for me is probably not gonna perform as well i have i have very low expectations for him nevix on the other hand i have very high expectations for but outside of that i think they're both tied together with i don't i haven't seen you play in a year or or more so mm -hmm. It's hard to really give you a fair shake. If anything, I think it's fine. I, I don't think they're going to super disappoint, but I really don't think this team's going to like jump again. Nothing about this jumps off the page. If we're going to be honest about it, Nevix in the past has been very good. He hit, hit, sounds like he's actually played a pretty pivotal role in San Francisco and, and challenging Choi. But we haven't seen that. We have not seen that on stage and, and proven. You know, we could, people can say what they want, but I, I need to see that on stage before I can really pass judgment. So if, if we're going to be rational, they'll probably do okay, just, you know, individually compared to their, the field. But I don't, I don't know about this. This one's a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a gamble, I'd say. I feel like we haven't Cheap talked gamble. about the obvious thing that jumps off the page, which is the of course the roll star in this lineup that should be good right like nope let's not talk about Kareef. okay yeah. let's nope, talk yeah let's uh, talk about so we, we'll we've kind of been going by uh yeah we've been going by roll here but let's roll talk about uh so but I, I do need to say this i think they need another tank possibly i think mm. they need I, one or the other one or the other yeah. I, I i don't like I man, I, you just you don't see tanks be as flexible. I feel like, uh, as like yeah, even like DPS, like them. four DPS, two tanks is like feels like very much the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, but okay, let's talk about supports here. Uh, Kellex, mm -hmm. just just breaking news, bum bum bum, and uh, Kareev. Mm -hmm. Am I missing anybody? And Roki as a two-way, yes, yes, but, yes, 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 Roki. Yeah, he's a good boy. So we Roki like and Kellex, and then Kareev. Um, Again, I know Yiska loves Kareev. I think he loves to hate on the community's so, perception. Yes, of yes, it's not my beef. is not with Kareev. No, like I it's like him the, actually as a personality. Yeah. Um, I also think he's okayish. 
I he's just think slightly above this average. guy like super sniped the last two brain cells of Reddit <laughs> with two sleep dots, and it's over. They're asleep now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't hate that. I guess also we're we're sort of building like a narrative um, lineup there, right? Mm -hmm. Like assembling the um, the. Uh, Canadian Dream Team in some senses they didn't get everyone right mm -hmm. but a solid amount um, what I don't understand is why don't you go with Crimzo over Karif there um, if that was an option maybe they wanted agilities and they told them they only come in pairs or they die like those birds that you know like these sure. if I am, uh, inseparables if, if, if I am discussing these players as a set, you, you guys ever seen the episode of The Simpsons of the monorail salesman? No, sir. The monorail. Oh my god! Somebody culture my co-hosts, please. Anyway, about you. First thing I'm, I'm saying about is, to call you the B-word because you brought up Simpsons. Uh oh, dude, uh -oh. <laughs> I'm I'm just. <sighs> you did not. Um. So it. it if, if if yeah, I would I would do what the monorail salesman does, and say like uh yeah they were uh the top top in their division in Overwatch League <laughs> season one, uh and be done. That's easy. Really Valiant, you don't. It doesn't matter when they were on the Valiant. But the Valiant were uh top in season one. Monorail. Yep. Monorail. I don't know if before we want to talk about the Dallas Fuel Gladiator stuff. Obviously, we we've just got some more news about the midseason uh, midseason tournamente. The prize pools are as follows: the midseason tournament prize pools. First place is five hundred thousand okay. dollars, which is a sizable chunk okay. of change. All right, you did okay. Here we go. Which second place two hundred fifty k? That's quite a lot. And third and fourth are walking away with one hundred fifty k. So if you just get to the tournament. You get a nice little extra paycheck. So again, not too bad. So that's that's, a, that's as a, good as getting third in in the season playoffs. That's one point yeah. one million dollars for this tournament, right? And yeah. I believe the season or sorry, the stage playoffs were a hundred k a piece, right? I think. I think so. Is that yeah. right, chat? Fact fact check that, but I believe that's correct. So uh, stakes have been improved. All stars two hundred fifty k prize pool. Solid. Uh, season playoffs, one point five. Wasn't that just one million before? I think. Second place, eight hundred k. Third place, five four three. Fifth two six two. Seventh one eighth one. I'm okay with this. Paying out to eighth is better than some esports. So, granted, it's not a whole heck of a lot, but yep. you know, extra extra cash and in the budget never hurt nobody. Um. Yeah, I this is great, great news all around. Glad uh, we can we can put the beginning of the show. Uh, uh, probably bump it up a little bit more, you know. Also for the aspiring, nicer. for the aspiring Overwatch League player, of course. Like, what's the dollar? I just did the math for you guys. It's uh, six hundred forty-one Balenciaga speed trainers that you could buy from the price winnings of midseason. So maybe that's an incentive. It's a lot of shoes. It's a lot of shoes. Wow. A lot of shoes that are. Very large. Wow. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. And very ugly. All right. 
Uh, this, Eye of the Beholder, I suppose. This is okay, I think. Yeah. Good. And, Again, uh, I'd like to see it extended. I'd like to see, you know, more teams added next year. But one point one million to shock stage playoffs were two hundred k for first. So still, uh, I'm okay. Still, there still seems like they're up upping it about like twenty percent mm-hmm. mm-hmm. year over year uh, because of all mm-hmm. the money that they're making. And it's not a constant like, oh, stage playoffs or oh, cool stage playoffs. Like that kind of gets a little tiresome. I'd imagine there's probably some viewer fatigue coming probably towards like stage three. It's just like, OK, cool. But like a one seasonal one midseason tournament to kind of, you know, rally morale and, and viewership, I think, is enough. And and if anything, probably I'd be interested to see if it's better. But yeah, I, I like this. This is good all around. My, I think my only issue now is that it's only four teams. Yep, same. I'm right there with you. I'd like to see it extended, and that's where I'm going to give Blizzard like a, a slight pass. I know that this whole thing is being built as it goes, so so far so good. I want to see it improved on next year. Is uh, Have they done... what? What is? Has there been a prize pool for uh, All-Stars? I want to say so, but I don't think it was very much. I want to say if it was, it was like 100k, no. right? Like, no? no let's see. Paul, it's not, no, there was absolutely nothing, I don't think. If I remember that correctly. So 250k uh, yeah, to so. like actually care. I'm okay with that. Whatever. Actually try. All right. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit on the table. It's better than nothing. 100%. Also, okay, I'm, I to- totally missed that news. Do we know what those two wildcard teams will be that get into the mid-season invitational? What they are? There's not wild cards. There's the first place in Atlantic, first place in Pacific, and then the the next two teams are based off of record. The two top teams as mm. conference. As so okay. it could be it could be an Atlantic mm. and Pacific team, or it could be two Atlantics or two. Pacific okay, teams. I see. It's not, I see. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Uh, we we haven't gotten a classification on how they gauge that. Um, like like you know, obviously record. And then probably I don't know map differential, and then what else, right? So mm-hmm. like there's some there there's some ambiguity. There'll be a there, hierarchy, yeah. But yeah, that's what we do know. Um, okay, here's okay. okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In order to manage logistical requirements for teams around the world, the teams will qualify based on their record over their first nine matches in the 2020 season. Those teams will play in a single elimination bracket with the top seed picking their opening round opponents. So that was so, cha- so that's changed, or at least they clarified the the language the, because yes. and initially it was the records at week ten, right? Which we had now the, it sounds we had like the ver- we had the variance between nine matches played and twelve and matches compared played. to twelve, and now it's just your first nine matches. So it's just the first nine. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's especially weird. Because there could theoretically be, be wild variants yeah. where like none of the top teams are actually at the midseason invitation <laughs> because they all lost their next three games while the other ones, you know, like so it could be Is this better or worse? I, I don't I don't it, I don't it know. It sounds yeah. more fair than win percentage. Yes. I think I think it's, I think, it's I think a little it's convoluted. Fair. But I think it's more fair, yeah. but there's still there's still room for just like ah just general improvements that, like that probably needs to be ironed out. I'm not gonna yeah. whine about it too much on the show. No, it's fine. Yeah. I can't. We, I we can't have believe a, they pushed this out just for us. They're like, hey, <laughs> on Tactical Crouch, <laughs> they're really going at us. Let's put out yeah. an article. So I don't know. 
You're welcome. I like it. Speaking of tactical like crouches, by the way, Team UK, huh? Oh yeah. Team UK, cocky, cocky bunch of sons rough. of bitches. A little rough. Did you like, one map? You didn't even get out of the group. Did they get out of group stages? No. I don't mm. think they did. And uh, tactical crouch in the well, whole way there. Yeah, they got a prelims, but then in group play they they bombed but out. They, they got out of the pub at four a.m. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have to say anything except for. That's all I need to say. Freedom, my friend. Uh, bald eagles and Coors Light. Oh no! There's some American juice. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I I, I really liked your tweet this week, Yuska, <laughs> about like apparently they're fans of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's not. I don't you got see Dallas a whole and Glatz. lot. Throughout the season, we expect Overwatch to receive several game patches. Will take place on the most updated patch, but the rollout of these patches will be somewhat delayed from the actual game of the Overwatch League to ensure we're able to properly deploy them and to provide teams a window to practice on the new patch before they're asked to compete on it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, all in all, good good moves, solid. A new Can't map. Complain. A new map pool will be used for the postseason. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't hate that, but play the lullaby again, kick blue. If I if I wasn't MV, uh, VIPing you right now, I would be banning you. Just saying. All right. Anything else, or can we go through this last team? Last team. Let's go. Let's go. Last team. Dallas Fuel trade uh, OGE for Decay. Yep. Good job, Dallas. That's, you did it. That's interesting, right? Especially in the in terms of what it theoretically communicates. I will mm -hmm. say <laughs> the one that you want to trade off is probably not OGE in terms of talent um, because you want to keep guys like him and then trade the others. But... It's it's still interesting. I think Decay didn't pop off as hard as I thought he would before the season. I think I overrated him. Um, Was he again, allowed to though? Just being true. Just being I mean, it's a meta him. meta thing as well. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to expect of him now. Sure. And maybe we need to have more measured expectations for him. I think Which that's is fair. fair. Like his mm -hmm. his flexibility hasn't been required as much yet um, in terms of mm -hmm. the DPS heroes. Um, I will say I don't hate the OGE to Gladiators as well. If if he fits that system, just like from a gameplay point of view, as well as like from a social aspect, right? Like depends also on what kind of. Um, other players are coming in there, like the mm -hmm. leagues, for instance, said Bird Ring is uh, landing in uh, at Gladiators. That's uh, just like a lot of wrists, wrist issues that you have to fix yeah. at once. And that is certainly... A lot of Ben Gay to buy. True, yeah. But in terms of um, Dallas, they have a long way to go if they want to have a say. Um, yes, I think certainly their extensions of their contracts have been 
short-sighted in season one mm-hmm. or at the end of season one and i would certainly um hope that they were able to either pay out one of those players convert him to a coaching role just free up roster slots and resources sure. in order to get a more functional team going because i think this team is probably still needs to move make more at definitely least three more moves. moves but yeah. probably more four or five 100 i think this this starts them on a, a solid base to build from i think gamsu it feels more lateral to me um with oge now that that's been properly announced um i don't think it's you, big i think it's it's a slight upgrade i don't think it's as big of an upgrade yeah. as people are making it out to be no not, not at all i think mechanically uh, you could argue it's if if not like a slight downgrade but i think just in general like leadership veteran voice in the team that that we don't kind have of to be running their, track record their boosting business on the side sure that too it's a lot of extra time <laughs> so uh dallas so far so good um definitely more moves and gladiators just needs to put out more announcements before i can really give a a fair shake yeah but we'll see we went long on you guys this week we went real long we're hitting two hours on this show you're welcome hope you had fun uh, big thanks again to Eric for the master spreadsheet of goodness. It's yes, so yes. freaking helpful. Keeping everything straight and sending it all to the stream simultaneously. Amazing. So thank you again. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you haven't subbed or uh, gone to Patreon, you're a thief. Just kidding. You're not. It's it's there for free. You're a slasher. We love you anyway. <laughs> you're a leech. You're a barnacle. No, you're not. Thank you for listening anyway. I really you. do appreciate it. But if you're like, hey, I'd like to help. I'd like to support you guys a little bit more. Sub to the show. Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch. We really appreciate all the support there. No new five-star iTunes reviews this week, but that's a great free way to support the show. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and uh, we'll shut you out on the next show. Pretty straightforward and easy. Appreciate it. Joe, shout-outs for the week. Where can people find you? You follow me on all the social medias at Volamel. That's V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Um, just got back from BlizzCon. Um, I need to grab some interviews. I won't necessarily speak on who I've got so far, but some World Cup people to, to kind of uh, pick their brains on. Um, oh! Working on a couple projects of, you know, what Overwatch 2 might have looked like if we had a say-so. Uh, we as in like the community around esports. So working on that, I think that'll be kind of fun to just kind of repackage that just to see what the community might have to say on that. Um, and other than that, yeah, just, just general writing and content creation. I might decide to stream me learning Warcraft 3. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, I want to learn too. Can we like play together? Is there a thing? Is I was thinking thing? about, I was talking, I was talking about uh, at, at BlizzCon of starting up like a little Discord where we just like train against each other. So I would maybe, just yeah, love to. We'll I know nothing about it. Have I told you my Warcraft 3 story? No. I wanted to play Warcraft 3. I was like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years okay, old. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I would go to Same Walmart. Here every time with my mom <laughs> and they had the scary you had you had the two you had the the i think it was arthas or human yeah. with, on the cover art with the blue eyes or you'd have the really scary looking orc dude 
with the green Growing ice. up in a conservative Christian family in rural Minnesota, I was not allowed to get those games. Of the devil. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even that. It was just like, seems a little intense. Don't know about this. We don't. We have a family laptop. For sure. So, anyways, never was able to play it. Always wanted to play it. That was Warcraft 3. And I got into World of Warcraft and I loved it. Yeah. And I've actually had my mom play it a few times that she likes to do. <laughs> so again, hey, progress, right? Yeah. But 100%. I've never gotten to play it. And I never like outside of I got to watch a couple friends play it a few times. I think I've maybe sure. played like two, three games back when I was 12. So I would love to be able to. And I'm in, I'm in the beta. Um, got invited ahead of time. And I've downloaded it. And I'm just like, don't know where to start. So yes, let's yeah. play together. Let's do that. For sure. The family laptop. I know. Don't judge me. Sub right now. Uh, Yiska, what about you? Shoutouts for the week. Where can people find you? I will crush you in Warcraft 3 and claim your first bonds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, I guess just my Twitter, just seeing uh, what might come up. Uh, when is, weather is really bad in Germany, so I'm staying in it anyway. Um, might as well do some content, I suppose. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at twitch.tv slash kicktripod, twitter.com slash kicktripod, youtube.com slash kicktripod. Uh, we post <laughs> shows everywhere else. What's so funny? I don't know. Just Ooh, kick yeah. tripod, kick tripod. Uh, sorry. Just trying it's to branding. Be... It's just on. No, it makes sense. It's called consistency. That's true. You just got to jam it into the skulls of people. <laughs> Kick tripod. Uh, I, I streamed a couple of weeks on Mixer <laughs> for fun. Kind of like, it was, it was cool. It was interesting. Uh, I think I'm gonna just kind of go back to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I under I understand the the appeal. I think so yeah, far. I, I, like, sure. I, I get it. And like adding Shroud was cool. Gathalian, obviously Ninja. Courage JD is going to YouTube, and yeah, it's just the in the words of Yoda, the. Uh, the clone wars have begun but it's just the the streamer platform wars mm -hmm. have begun it's an interesting time to to be in in esports and, and gaming in general on the internet so yeah it's looking fun. forward to the mix yeah. the mixer stream did look good but i actually there's nobody in the world who runs the stream like i do like mm -hmm. actually in the world actually in the world and so it's just kind of interesting there. So I don't know. Mm. We got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 59 of Tactical Crouch. We're going to be live next week, Tuesday. And maybe we're going to do an extra one. I don't know. Let's do an extra show maybe on Friday. There's so many things. There's so many things going on. Let's do it. We're out of here. See you guys. Uh, short post show. <laughs> <laughs>